Well, that's a good start to a podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome once again, 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 because this is take two or three. I don't know. There'll be a few uh, laughs here. Um, welcome to Wawado, the Water Warriors Against the Laurel podcast. I have all my beautiful ladies with me today, Debbie, Carmen, Crystal and Erin. They're all here. And uh, we have been working very hard on something for a long time, uh, mainly trying to figure out what the crap is going on. So um, we figured out what we don't know and we figured out who hasn't told us what we're supposed to know or what we think we should know. So we have written this complaint and by the time you listen to this podcast, the complaint will have gone out. Um, and I'm going to hand it over to Crystal now to take the lead and um, maybe I'll just jump in because I can't shut my mouth anyway. But um, otherwise, oh, the other ladies, feel free to jump in. Anyway, hi, Crystal. Hi, can you pop up our document for us? And I know that um, we have been working together now for several months. And here we still sit uh, waiting for responses from many agencies like the CPUC, the Water Board. Who else? Del Oro. Del primarily, right? That's Let's kind just of we really like to hear that out there. Yes, exactly, exactly. And not just, you know, their threats and their bills. I just want to throw that in there. We hear from them that way. (laughs) Absolutely. Why don't you share what little lovely love note you got today? Oh, apparently apparently you can overuse irrigation water also. So thank you, Del Oro. (laughs) We've now turned our irrigation water off. So just for clarification, um, some residents that live in this area have the opportunity to have two separate water systems coming into their home. So one that's simply for irrigation and one that is for drinking and taking a shower and all those types of things. Supposedly potable water. water. (laughs) Supposedly. (laughs) I unfortunately do not live in an area that has that opportunity. Um, because that water is a little no, in fact, only Aaron around here, and just a little one. less expensive. But Aaron, well, I think, well, maybe not I just a little less expensive. I don't think it's going to be any less expensive. So talk really? about talk really? a little bit about that process and how you um, what you had to pay to have that hooked up and the the note that you got today. Oh, yeah, I'm still fuming over that note, even though it doesn't really say there's like a violation or anything. It just makes me mad. So yeah, we got our backflow system put on, which was just under a thousand dollars. Plus, we had to Crazy. add our own piping from the backflow to our first irrigation box so once we got that up and running we had the water the line tested and then <laughs> so the line tested for what is irrigation think, water i don't know i think water flow maybe probably oh didn't they, they, they test yours for yeah, water flow but not mm-hmm. ours i bet pressure this yeah. was like right in the middle I'm of guessing. of getting mad at everything so i kind of let john deal with all yeah that. there we go <laughs> so, i like it so now we've been up and running for a month and we got it little door hanger today which I was home and he could have rang the doorbell to talk to me about it and he didn't put on this door knocker which line it was that we were using too much water on and it turned out to be the irrigation line so didn't they check the box that said there was no one home no oh they didn't check it just that said box? sorry we missed you and I'm like but you didn't <laughs> my camera <laughs> caught you so you didn't miss me but um 
I think it points out though the links that people are going to. I mean, that's a lot of money out of your own pocket yes. to try to do the right thing. Right? To save that potable water and to use just that irrigation water that's not treated, that has that extra expense to to Del Oro and to the customer. And yet you You're in still in trouble with Del Oro right. no matter what you do. Like we have never been you know, given a letter saying we're a heavy user. We've always been pretty low. Our bill has been fairly low compared to other people's bills. So what doesn't make sense to me is they're saying our usage just on the irrigation line is almost as much as what it was when we were just one line. And then now we're going to be punished for that? Like, is a violation letter coming next? Are we going to get the 20% reduction request? I thought there was I no limit on that, your irrigation When I line. called, that's what I asked her. And she said, it's not a free for all. You have to pay. And I was like, excuse me, but I never thought the water was free. Who said that to you? I don't know her name. She was very nice except for that little comment. I was just like, <laughs> I, I never, never thought I wasn't going to pay for the water. We, it's Delora. We know we're going to pay for the water. We pay for air for God's sake. Why wouldn't we know but we're going to pay for water? <laughs> what do you, my thing now is like, what do you want from us? Del Oro, because our backyard is already dead because we didn't water it. We didn't have water, but then when the water came back, we cut back. You tried to do Our right yard is gone. Do you think they were just warning you that you might have leaks? Could you think that could have says, been just a friendly... It says you're a, a heavy user and please check for leaks. So if, if it was just the leak, you may have a leak, ma'am. But there would it's, have been the, okay. it's the wording. It, yeah, there was a the way it was worded. I, I just was like, okay. Well, and how if it's you high high, high usage is what wait, they said. You just have this had this for a month now. Yeah. So what's the data comparison? How well, can you say you're a high user for this line when it's only been in existence for a month? That's what I don't understand. Like what compared to what? Can we get some? Give me some documentation. Give me a, a paper that I'm supposed to follow. What am I not supposed to go over? Because I wasn't aware that we had a limit. And apparently for irrigation. A, for irrigation, irrigation water. water really clear. That's very different. Very different. Is hmm. there a separate meter? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's two separate meters. Did two you read your meter? Boxes. Oh, yes. Were they correct on the usage at least? Um, the numbers were slightly off, but close enough. Close enough. That... Then agreed. There should have been something that said we're expecting on irrigation water based on your. So, acreage. are you under any conservation measures? We, I mean, we all are apparently, which we all Illegally. know is a bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Okay. She says it nicely. Legally, I said bullshit. <laughs> um, but are you under the same kind of conservation measure if you're on irrigation water? Well, we called when we wanted this hooked up, right? Because we're like, let's do our part. Let's get hooked up so we can save some potable water. And we asked for specific... We had, John called and said, I want to know this, this, and this before... We say yes. We say yes. Because that and was an expense to you. all of the sudden, there was someone at the side of my house without me knowing. And I just heard banging on the side of my house. Now, you have permission to read your meters. You don't have permission to come on my property without me knowing you don't have that right. And all of a sudden it was, here's your meter. It's hooked up and now you get your backflow and poof. Wow. 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 And wow. so none of, none of the, the rate was not given to us. The questions that 
John had for them were never, we never even got a date of when they were coming to hook the meter up. Did you get a contract? Did you get a... No. <laughs> contract is a novel um, idea for the lower company. And I just think that really is a, another very clear example of how Delora does business. There's just no communication. There's no... Thing, things are not in writing. There's not a contract. There's not... It is just very... Um, poorly managed as a as a business they so. tell you what they want you to not do and then they charge you outrageous amounts of money for following the what not to do in del oro but it's never clear because it feels like it changes every couple weeks well and i think too- well you know no no okay i know why Depends on a podcast because they do listen to a podcast. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You think though. I'm joking? No, they, we pointed out how shit their website was, and next thing we know, it's got that Latin stuff on it, which is clear. You know, we pointed out there's no it, yeah. contact us button, so it magically reappeared. We pointed out that all the documents were out of date from 1965 and all of a sudden magically there are new documents or as Deborah noticed you you click on links and the links don't exist so yeah that's why it happens every two weeks so whenever they listen to a podcast then they update the rules and regulations. Well, I want Del Oro, please let us all know why we are punished for paying for the water we're using. I still can't figure that out. I pay for it, I use it, and you're still upset with me. Well, especially because it's irrigation water, like the whole big picture of you doing that, because I was so jealous that you were able to get that I line. wouldn't be now. Right. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm not anymore. But I, you know, many of us don't have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so knowing that. So where she gets to water her trees with dirty water, we just get to drink dirty water. It, correct. Yeah. 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 Correct. Which sometimes, and I'm maybe in trouble for saying this, are you monitoring the irrigation water because that's what's hooked up to some people's houses still? Mm. Could mm. be. Wow. Otherwise, why are we you We would like to know, and, and this is the thing. So I sent yet again another email to Adam Forbes of the California Water Board Department of Drinking Water. Which wells? service right. which addresses you cannot tell me that i shouldn't freak out about a uranium level measuring a 58 because water gets blended where you're not giving me the results for every single well nor are you telling me which well is blended with which well and so what is the average not average from 2014 to now but average on a month-to-month basis um level of contaminants well i want to know what's coming in my house and mm-hmm. I'm sure, Debbie, you want to know what's coming in your house and car. I mean, well, we're we were all- just talking about right. how right. we only brush our teeth mm-hmm. with bottled water because we have no idea what is going on. And how I was just telling you, ladies, that someone texted me and asked me all this information on the test results, which unfortunately I couldn't give her very much because we just don't have very much, even though we keep asking for it. Um, but her child was um, a children's hospital with H. pylori, which, hey, I found a new word, I guess. Um, but as I'm reading up on it, and children's hospital thinks that is due to the water contamination, which is why they asked them to ask me for all the well results. And it's just, we don't know. We don't know what we don't know. It's funny, someone asked me today, why are you using bottled water for everything? Because I'm like, because I don't know. It might be fine. I cannot trust the test results because, you know, uh, Debbie and I were looking and, 
she sent me. And I said, Debbie, that notice that you showed me last time. And she goes, yeah, they send it to us every month. And I'm like, no. And she goes, yeah, pretty much every month we get it. And of course, they're out of compliance, right? Because they have to notify you within 10 days of having the test results back of what the contaminant level is, if it's above the limit. And of course, it takes them, what, almost a month? Almost a month, yeah. Almost a month to notify you. And she said, just go on the website and you will notice that every month they notify us about 20 days late. So anyway, we were talking about the complaint that we're about to file, the 22 pages, 23 like seriously, I just look at the document and I just want to throw up at this point because there is so much stuff that is wrong. Um, we thought we were just fighting a company that lost their wealth due to an unfortunate event and then was just quite not as prepared as they should have been to get the water back to us. But now, I think we all realize that we're actually fighting a company that lost their wealth due to their negligence mm -hmm. and was not able to provide mm -hmm. us with a good service due to their negligence and their greed and probably a lot more than that. And I, I think I'm trying to, I, I, yeah, I'm really trying to be calm and not swear. It's just absolutely disgusting, um, Dolores' behavior and everything that we're finding out. So by the time you guys listen to this podcast, um, the email would have gone out and it will be public knowledge. So we can discuss some of the parts. Um, Crystal, do you wanna, um, so just so you guys know, we are um, complaining to Deloro about Deloro, to the CPUC about Deloro and the CPUC, and to the Department of Drinking Water about the Department of Drinking Water and Deloro, and to the Attorney General about Deloro, the CPUC, and the <laughs> Water Board. Because this is the thing, even though I very much doubt that the government departments are, um, I'm trying to find a nice word, but they're trying, I don't think they're trying to do something wrong. I think they're being incredibly incompetent and not making Deloro do what their own law says. Um, and so we've had enough. Yes, Deloro is trying it. It's not just trying it. Deloro is doing it. And the DZW and the CPUC are letting it get away with it. And enough is enough. So as we said in past podcasts, we got in touch with Rob Bonta, who's the Attorney General for California. And he said, well, it looks like you are dealing with the appropriate agencies. Well, Mr. Bonta, there might be the appropriate agencies, but they're not appropriately, um, I don't know, maybe trained to deal with the Laurel. So we are complaining to you about all of them because we think there is something criminal going on, possibly. And then we're complaining to the Laurel about the Laurel. We want to know why the CPUC lets them get away with it and why the DDW does the same. So um, anyway, do you want to just read up even just how we started? Because we started with a, a statement from one of our residents' customers. Right, and so earlier, um a few couple of months ago when we kind of started this journey i know carmen you went around door to door getting impact statements impact statements and so um that's how we've started this document i don't know where to begin my father is elderly and to drink our water could be fatal our animals have regular health problems we've lost two animals to thyroid and tongue cancer so these are life and death 
situations in many cases with people, um, with animals, and it's a really serious issue. This has gone, like you said, Rafaela, far beyond the incident that started, um, really making us aware of how concerning and how bad this issue really is with, with water. And 2012, we've talked about it before, Governor Brown, we were one of the first states, or we were the first state in the nation to legislatively recognize the human right to water. <laughs> Sorry, that's kind of laughable, isn't it? <laughs> well, wasn't it re- reasonably affordable water also? Well, yeah, that that let me tell you. Ready? So the Water Code Section 106.3 states that, quote, every human being has the right to safe, clean, affordable, and accessible accessible, accessible <laughs> water adequate for human consumption, cooking, and sanitary purposes. Um, mm. And then also within there, it talks about the human right to water extends to all Californians, including disadvantaged individuals and groups and communities in rural and urban areas. So this is a big complaint. How many households? Ladies. 170. 170. So, and I think that we have 170 active uh, people we are representing, but let's not forget that just in this territory, there are probably, would you say, 500? At least What do you think, Debbie? About 500? About 500. Yeah, about 500 houses. And of course, there are, most houses have more than one person. So, this issue is, even if we averaged it out, I mean, it's probably affecting at least, I would say 2,000 people, right? Wouldn't you say? I don't know. I mean, let's think about it. I've got a bunch of kids and other people have got a bunch of kids. And so even if you, you know, kind of chop them and spread them around the other uh, families, I, I think we're about there. Um, so yeah, but 170 that finally were willing to, people don't like, none of us. We came here for a quiet life. We came here, we get up, we go to work, or we, we've got retired people who have worked all their life mm-hmm. and now they just want to get up and have a quiet life. And we, we're we not in the habit of suing. Like, I've never sued anyone no. before in my life. No. This is not why we moved here. It's a beautiful, quiet community, just like you said. And right? we're now in facing this horrible, maddening, frustrating situation. Oh. I, I think, seriously, I was telling my husband, the only good thing that has come out of this is that I've got to know some really cool people that I probably never would have had the, apart from the fact that I think we're going to see friends for a really long time. Mm-hmm. But even just people, you know, I walk down the street and people say hello and, and all that kind of stuff. So that's really, really cool. People normally say hello. We were talking before how people just wave at you, but they actually now know your name. Mm-hmm. And so that, that part is really nice. But yeah, so 170 households have actively said enough i know yeah. come and tell the story of the uh, all the gentlemen that when you first approached him he said absolutely not i'm not interested and then he came and knocked on your door and he said i'm sorry i was such a butthead <laughs> it's, that's that's so true i went to his house i spoke to his wife and she was all excited and said yeah we need to be on she called him over and he said no one of those good old boys no i don't want to have anything to do with this no and stomped off few days later, knock, knock at my door. And there he was. I really apologize. I talked to some of the, my golf buddies and, um, is it too late for me to jump on with you guys? 
I said, I don't think so, but I'll check. So uh, he was excited to be put on. And I think more people are realizing that we weren't doing this just for funsies, that this is a serious health issue. Um, those of us that are retired on fixed incomes, our bills are three times what they were. We're paying for a facility that's not even up and running, that's now gonna run over $9 million. It just goes on and on and on. And that, that's our frustration. And I think more and more people are wising up to what Deloro has been up to. And I think that is key. What you said is this really has become about clean and safe water. Yeah. And mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the universe opening all of these doors to like, this has got to get fixed for people, mm -hmm. um, our community. And um, well, I think Del Oro is uh, it's pretty dirty a company. And I think that they are making money off the backs of people um, in this complaint. I think we're all really busy and we tend to focus on our own needs, our day-to-day -day life. And even just sitting here just now when we were going through this before we started recording um, to think about we have legally recognized people with disabilities, um, a minimum of 10 in this complaint, disabled veteran, two wheelchair users, 83, like you were saying, Carmen, um, elderly citizens on fixed incomes, some who are bedridden on hospice, blind and battling very serious illnesses, weakened immune system. And then we go into young children. And I know we've talked, I don't know if we've talked about it on podcast before, but Aaron, you had talked about the family that has the little baby or babies and can't even really bathe them because how do you bathe them? Yeah, I think yeah. Carmen and I talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the then podcast. there's one of the impact statements mm -hmm. brought up the fact that it, this hadn't occurred to me, but she was terrified of her children getting sick in the middle of the night when the water was off because she couldn't cool a fever by giving them a oh. cool bath. She couldn't clean up if they had got sick because, you know, kids get sick and throw up all the time. And she, she was so worried about those issues. And when I read that, that just broke my heart because I didn't even think about, yeah, you just want a cool bath for your little kid that doesn't feel good at two in the morning, but we don't have, we didn't have water at two in the morning and right. our pressure has gone down several times since the water came back. So I'm not going to say we have consistent, reliable water now, mm -hmm. but I can see as a parent how terrifying that would be at the thought of your child getting sick and there's nothing to clean, help, cool, mm -hmm. it, nothing. No. Not to mention the fact that with the pressure being so low, fire hydrants are basically on the same system and if the pressures are low at night and we should have a fire which is this this area we have had several large large fires it is scary it's scary to everyone uh, that this can happen in your backyard and there's no way to protect well, ourselves. Well, and, and I think this is the most frustrating thing is or the most shocking rather than frustrating because at this point well, it's kind of beyond. Yeah, right? at this point, nothing shocks me either. But we thought it was about not having enough water to flush a toilet. And then we realized, oh, no, it oh, was gosh. so much more than oh. that. Uh, fire safety or lack of um, uh, all these dead yards, not being able to top up our pools, all the disabled people. Um, my, my daughter got really upset with me because I told her she's not allowed to drink any water that comes out and she said, well, why don't you just drain all the water out then? 
because um, she has intellectual disabilities and it's really hard for her to understand. So now I realize I have to be on the lookout and make sure she doesn't actually drink dirty water. And it's, it's scary and that's actually spurred me to look at how many people um, have disabilities. I mean, we know that we, we, we have people who have physical disabilities and that's absolutely awful. I can only imagine. I'm sure you use a lot more water if you're in a wheelchair because if nothing else, the shower's going to be larger, I would assume, just to fit the wheelchair, right? I mean, that's no, for sure. Um, but how about the other people with intellectual disabilities that just don't understand? And so I was reading through a... I found them. I, I, I found that folder, by the way, you guys, only because Crystal stuck it right there and she named it. But anyway, I found it. And um, so I was reading through the impact statements and, and, and then I started getting messages from people because we posted asking people who has people with disabilities. So... Apart from those who have physical disabilities, but at least intellectually, it's, it's just dangerous in any case, but intellectually they're there. For those who don't, it's really, really, it's already hard enough to look after someone with disabilities. Um, it makes it much harder when they do not understand why they can't do certain things um, because, you know, they need a routine. And I think that's what spurred us to also realize mm -hmm. that this complaint had to go to um, the Office of Civil Rights because this is a viola violation of civil rights. Um, and it's probably on page 301 million. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to read some of that, go ahead. Well, and I think, again, it just goes back to the lack of response from Del Oro. Um, one of the things we had talked about, we've talked about a lot, is their emergency plan. And still, to this date, we don't know um, if they even have one. Um, Janice Hanna from Del Oro emailed me back and refused to share that with us and refused to share whether or not there's one that exists. Um, a legal request was done through the CPUC and gosh, when was that like a month ago, maybe more, mm -hmm. yeah. four to six weeks ago. Yeah. Um, and it's with their legal department and, and we're still waiting to hear. Um, so we're definitely in this for, for the long haul. Um, but you know, the civil rights violations, when we're talking about that, um, it's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And, um, one of the things that Del Oro, one of their solutions uh, during this process was to have people go take showers at Portable College, which how convenient is that for just someone that doesn't have disabilities or, you know, small children? Yeah, it's only about 20 miles away. Well, and just... And was Del Oro paying the gas? Well, no. and, uh, you know, still I, I really struggle with my, my water bill was $400 last mm. month. And it's just, it's, that's the highest it's ever been. And I'm like, we haven't had water in the mornings for part of the time. Three weeks of the yeah, right. of that and pay period. So yeah. just um, the whole entire thing. But nonetheless, um, there's so many things like we talked about that are Well, one of the things you were saying is the Laurel said go and have a shower at Portville College. However, the Laurel also let us know that Portville College's showers are not ADA compliant. Oh. So that's a problem right there. And that's where there is a discrimination against civil rights. Um, and the Civil Rights Act makes it very clear that no one should be discriminated on the basis of their disability from basically doing things like having a shower. Um, so um, we really hope that they will look into that um, very, very, very carefully. 
um, also this um, complaint has been, by the time you listen to this, um, has been also forwarded to the EPA. Um, I think you and I talked about it in a previous episode, so the EPA, which is the Environmental Protection Agency, Correct. is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now, they don't enforce stuff, or they're not, I guess, directly in charge of um, supervising the laurel, but they can tell them to cut the crap, right? Is that my Yeah, right? so I mean, the CPUC is the agency that oversees directly Del Oro as <laughs> a water purveyor. Um, but maybe, Erin, do you want to talk a little bit, since you're kind of the expert on contaminants, um, just about like uranium, nitrates, gross alpha, what is all of that, and why is that so scary to us? Well, I'm definitely not an expert on that in water. <laughs> so this has been a whole different area to get into, but... Um, the, the list of, what do you call that, side effects uh-huh. from drinking this contaminated water goes on and on and on. And Debbie can speak to that too better than I can because it seems like every ailment, cancer, thyroid issues, some, and some, it seems like some people up here have some unexplained Correct. issues they've been dealing with with their doctor even. And there hasn't been a rhyme or reason as to why this has been happening. And we can only assume that maybe without having you know like a a chemical test of your hair follicles or something like that you can't really pinpoint it to the water it's suspicious because we have so many um, values that are outside the range of normal Um, and the way they calculate it and report it they take three months worth and average it out, which brings the value down when they may have 58, you know, a value of 58 for the nitrate, but yet if you take multiple numbers and divide that to get an average, it shows they're in compliance when in fact they're really not. So it makes it very challenging when we're reading these reports to identify, well, this is out of compliance, but they don't report that way. Well, was it that we read that uh, part of their obligation is to actually have uh, easily accessible and readable reports? Was it the 103-A thingy that I we read? I don't remember because we've read so many technical <laughs> documents, to be honest with you. But Debbie, so back to that, is, is there a loophole that, because that's really been you've done such a great job with the research. Is there a loophole that allows them to do that? Is that an oversight? It's a CPUC guideline. Mm -hmm. So I actually was talking to someone who um, retired from the EPA just over a couple of years ago. And I told him that we were looking at test results for in the 2020 or 2021 consumer confidence report. That's what they call it. And the results were actually averaged from 2014 to 2021 or whatever. 2014 to 2016. They took two two years years. of data and averaged it. And he said, that's not acceptable. You You can't spread it out over such a long period of time. Um, well, the reality is they're just going to keep testing the water till they get the numbers they want and average it so that, what well, I mean, really, so well, that they're in compliance. And we don't, the biggest issue, which we brought up earlier, is we don't know what well, right? like you list some wells and then you list some results, but then you average it all together. So like you said, we want to know what, 
water is coming into our home? Like, where is that from? Are you testing that? What is it testing at? I don't, not the average. What well? What's the number? And where is it going? Well, and so you can make as a consumer too, an just informed decision. an informed decision because I literally have stopped taking, uh, I mean, normally a shower, obviously every day, but I enjoy taking a bath every once in a while. And I've stopped doing that because I'm afraid soaking in that water is more dangerous for me as a human than mm -hmm. showering with it because you're sitting in it, soaking in it, right? Um, yeah. I so I, I think what, there would be huge health effects from absorbing that through yeah, your skin. Right. I mean, just if we're not drinking it, I mean... So I talked to a, um, one of our residents who happens to be a neurosurgeon and he said, look, I am not an expert in um, contaminants because that's not my uh, area of expertise, but I did read several medical journals and once I told him what the contaminants were, he went back and read it and then called me back and he said, okay, so um, uranium is secreted through your body, um, through urine and feces so you know you you waste it out he said however it all depends on what level of uranium you're getting in your right. system um and he said and also depends on how well your kidney functions um and if you have diabetes your kidney doesn't function as well um my daughter only has one kidney because she was only born with one so is that kidney being put a strain and so he said i can't even tell you how dangerous it would be but i'm assuming that for people with a weakened immune system then that could be really dangerous and i'm sure the same is for the nitrates and for whatever else um, and so again, we know we have many elderly people who uh, have weakened immune systems or people with disability who have weakened immune systems. Um, and you know, if you have diabetes, you probably don't consider yourself disabled. Um, and yet that might be affecting you as well and you don't even realize it. But you have reminded me of one thing before you go ahead. Um, so we have found, you know, we're thinking, okay, so Deloro, um, has had the habit of doing this, right? Because that's what we think, right? They, they did it 20 years ago, they got found guilty, they're still doing it. You know, again, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. Well, Debbie, a genius researcher, so found out that, um, okay, I'm gonna re read first. California, Californians have the right under the State of Public Records, the State Public Records Act and the California Constitution to access public information maintained by local and state government agencies, including the Department of Justice. So thank you, Debbie, for finding out. In view of this, we are officially requesting records regarding the case that was filed on October 5th, 2018 in Sacramento County, blah, 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 by the Laurel Water Company. The case challenged... Um, SWRCB's decision to impose a $1.4 million fine on Deloro for allegedly violating the maximum contaminant levels for arsenic and uranium in some of its water systems from 2012 to 2016. It would be really good to know if we are some of those water systems. I never even thought about mm -hmm. that. I did because I lived there. You didn't. <laughs> well, I mean, it like. never occurred to me because I'm, you know, you're thinking about when you say this is a pattern for Del Oro, it goes back to Lord knows how long. But I mean, we originally found from 20 years ago. Do I have that yeah, right? 20, right. Yeah. From, so, 2001. Right. And so clearly, and there's also a history when you're looking, they buy very small, um, either defunct, mm -hmm. run down. 
um, water systems mm -hmm. and they buy those and they make lots of money off of them yep. and it is not their goal I can tell you to uh, do upgrades and make them high functioning nice and clean water systems it, it is completely a, a money-making business um, and yeah but I mean I thought you know what let's ask them let us know what was with this lawsuit and maybe they should read it and figure it out because I wonder if this, this is from the Department of Drinking Water. Have they notified the CPUC that the Loro has actually been fined $1.4 million, which maybe would have made the CPUC a bit more attentive to what the Loro is doing? I mean, I don't know what the answer to that is, but um, yeah, it's definitely something that we need to we need to know. I mean, we need to know. Have we been drinking this water for a long time? There are people who've owned houses here for a really, really, really long time. And back to, so back to that. So in reaching out to Janice Hanna um, with my emails for request, um, her standardized response is we are not a public corporation, therefore the Public Records Act doesn't apply to us. But we also know that if you receive public, and jump in please, public monies, public funding, mm -hmm. you are indeed, there's transparency laws that come with those, correct? When, when, you, ex, when you accept public monies, there, there's transparency requirements for that. Um, and Del Oro Water Company, um, they, almost eight and a half million dollars they received um, a loan from the DWSRF. Um, they've received a loan of $2 million and a grant of a million dollars from the USDA to finance um, one other, another a different service area. In 2017, a $2.9 million grant, again, from the SWRCB um, for their NorCal and Paradise Pines district, 2016, 500,000. And I mean, it goes on. So, Del Oro is a private company, but it's also a water purveyor, and they are responsible for transparency for all of this public money. You Well, you would think that they would have to give us some of the things we've requested because this isn't a Del Oro piece of property that we live on. It's not a private land with a private water company. Right. No, it's so private land as in we own our own land. Right, <laughs> right but that makes it... You're serving the public. You're not right. serving some sort of private community where I could think maybe that is your loophole, but where's the loophole here? Well, the, the problem is the Laura wants to be a public company when it suits them and a private right. company when it suits them. You're either one or the other. You, you, you yeah. can't have your cake and eat it. Yeah. Um, it's just not going to work. So if you're a private company, then Delora, why did you charge us $10.54 a month for your loss of revenue on Paradise? It was your fault for not having enough or adequate insurance. It's like as simple as that. And if you're a public company, then CPUC, why have you not overseen Delora well enough to know that they did not have adequate insurance? And if you screwed up state, then you state foot the bill. Why are we footing the bill? And I don't care that now they're telling us they're giving us that money back. Are they also giving us all the interest back? How dare they think that we are just here and we're the suckers and they can just constantly increase all our rates and we just have to, you know, to say, sure, you want me to show you the other cheek? No, I don't think so. I mean, there's a cheek I would like to show them and say, kiss it, but it's not <laughs> the one on my face. Well, I mean, you know, it, but seriously, it just is what it is. And 
you know, uh, part of the complaint as well, which, you know, we don't have time to go through the whole thing because it is so long. Um, if we read the paperwork correctly, it looks like the Loro has been depreciating the treatment plant since 2008. Am I correct, Debbie? Yes. How can you freaking depreciate something in 2008 when you didn't start building it until 2021? October of 2021, so the end. How can you, dip, I think it was like 1.1 million that they depreciated just in 2021. How is that possible when they only started building in 2020? How is it possible that Janice Hanna told us they actually started working a year before they got approval? How is that legal? Why is it that they got approval and they started in 2021 and they were supposed to start charging us the whatever surcharge that was, because there's so many of them were getting lost, six months after commencement of the build, but they got away with charging us before the six months. How? Why? 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 How? 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 I think what we're going to do, um, if you all agree, once we send this complaint, we're actually going to publish it on publicly yeah. on our yeah. website. Yeah. So people can actually go through idea. and read it. Yeah. So I know we kept you really long and I said I would shut up and then I just can't help myself because yeah. every time I think about the Lord, I'm like, Wrr. but uh, we have concluded with this. We have been complaining and we have been trying to have our voices heard since March 2023. And we believe this has been enough time for all parties concerned to act. We look forward to a prompt response from the Laurel Water Company, the California Water Boards, the California Public Utilities Commission and the Office of the Attorney General no later than 10-20-2023. We trust that Mr. Bonta will now take a more in-depth look at these issues, um, at the issues raised to ensure there is no criminal activity. So 10-20-2023, I am sure we will be doing another podcast before that. We'll probably do a few more before that, but we're definitely going to do one more before that um, or right after that so we can tell you what the response was. Um, thank you, ladies, for coming thank over. You. Thank you. And um, we'll have a good night. So if you um, like what you've listened to so far and you want to know more about us, Please make sure you follow us. You can follow all our press releases at uh, on Facebook at uh, Water Warriors Against the Laurel public page, or you can email us at wearewaterwarriors at gmail.com. Wearewaterwarriors is all one word at gmail.com. And now I'll have Crystal say it with an American accent so you guys actually understand what I just said. <laughs> so on Facebook, we are Water, Water Warriors Against Del Oro public page. And if you'd like to email us, it's wearewaterwarriors at gmail.com.